Good evening and welcome to episode six of the We Found A Game podcast. Um, brought to you a little bit differently than the other five, Dan Studley, we're in the same place. We are indeed. Normally we're recording these podcasts 71 miles apart, but we are now, we've reduced that gap to two metres. We've, we've made sure that a distance, we've imagined Peter Crouch is lying on the floor in between us and that's how far away apart we are. But we are outside uh, Alcester Town Football Club in Warwickshire uh, Midland League Division 2 side they were 13th when the season was suspended um, and I think it's important to, to, to describe the setting Dan where we are right now uh, mate, so, so we're on this, and in the edge of Alcester Town itself um, surrounded by forests and fields um, we, we said we kind, of, we kind of joked in jest that we were going to find the ground with a, with a nice backdrop to do this but We've absolutely nailed it. <laughs> Completely nailed it. Yeah, there's. Uh, um, yeah, we're just on the edge on a on a public footpath, looking at what is essentially uh, a, a field with a with a border around it and two goals, which occasionally has hosted uh, football. It's quite sad actually. There's a big uh, sign out the front. Uh, Welcome to Alcester Town FC. Uh, you, if you go to football, you recognise these signs. They say when the next game is. There's a rabbit. Is that a rabbit? Uh, is that a rabbit? It looks like it. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of wildlife. Unbelievable. Um, but on the sign, it says next game, and then someone's just put 2021. Um, and we, we sort of found that a bit sobering um, to know that we're sat here somewhere where we love, a non-league football ground, knowing really this year we're not going to be watching football at one of these places. Yeah, and it could be well over six months and you know the ground's in immaculate condition. Looks like the groundsman's been out the last couple of days, cut everything. It's ready to go, which is which is quite sad, isn't it, really? Um, but we're still here. Um, we have reached episode six. This is actually going to be the final episode of series one of the We Found A Game podcast. So thanks if you've been with us since episode one. Uh, we're going to take a, a bit of a break before thinking what we're going to do for series two. But we've got a whole episode ahead of us. And we're going to start, as we have done uh, in the other episodes, by talking about football in quarantine. Let's dive straight in there with the football that returned. Um, the Bundesliga was back this weekend. Dan, did you watch any of it? I did, I did. It was it was very surreal, wasn't it? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing for me that I found very confusing was the fact that players are not allowed to go out the tunnel together, they're not allowed to celebrate together, they're not allowed to go back down the tunnel together, they're not allowed to sit together on the bench, but they're allowed to create a wall, they're allowed to and they're man stand marking. together in corners. They're man-marking at yeah. corners. Um, there was a really iconic image. Uh, I watched Dortmund Schalke, I think most people did. Um, and for the record, I was very, very bored, actually. But um, Dortmund scored a few good goals. Uh, and the first goal, their celebration, they actually all stood two metres apart and they all applauded at Har- Brugge Haaland. Um, which I, that, that's obviously going to become one of the iconic images of football that's going to last. Um, for me, I, I know I said in episode two, was it, yeah. that I want football back in any form. I'm obviously grateful that we've had the Bundesliga return. But... I think being confronted by the reality of empty stadiums really has brought it home how hard this is going to be to, to, to last without fans. And I think it definitely does affect the quality of the game. You know, I've, I've watched a couple of the Bundesliga games and highlights and for me, it's the start of the games. The tempo is just completely different. You know, when you have a crowd there and it builds the atmosphere and the players come out and everyone's um, you know, so motivated. I fe- it felt like a training game for the first ten minutes. Like it, the the, the fans um, are so integral, and I think 
maybe players are realising that more than ever now, mm. I think. Obviously, there's, you know, they haven't been playing football for several weeks. Their fitness levels aren't going to be great. Um, that will pick up as we go on. It'll be interesting to see what games are like that mean something um, in terms of, well, I suppose the title is still up for grabs in the Bundesliga. Um, uh, you know, as we get to the end of the season, what it will be like. So they, they were still playing gold music, weren't they, which felt a bit perverse to me. Um, my, my other image, which I thought was ridiculous, was the referee walking out for the second half, disinfecting the ball um, with, a, with, a, with a cloth or something like that. It's just all a bit of a, um, bit of a shame, I think. A bit of a shame. And, and to, to know that we've, we're going to be confronted with that in, in the Football League in England, in the Premier League, it's just quite sad. Yeah, I had to reread that, actually. When, it, when they said they were disinfecting the balls, I, just, I had to just double-check <laughs> what they meant on that. I was a little bit confused how that was going to run logistically, but um, <laughs> nice you cleared that one up, Joe. So, obviously, football is, is slowly kind of coming back to a, a normality, um, kind of, I guess, in terms of small group training in the Premier League has returned. Um, they've obviously done tests across all the clubs. A few clubs have had... You know, very small number have had positive tests, but Joe, it, it, all these positive tests always seem to happen in the clubs in the bottom six. There's no clubs in the top six getting positive tests, is there? It seems that yeah, um, COVID nineteen is certainly more prevalent if you're in the relegation zone, <laughs> I think. Um, and then further down the leagues, um, Championship, League One, League Two, League Two's cancelled pending points per game calculations. League One, it's still rumbling on. Um, I was reading uh, earlier that there are, um, I think, seven possible solutions been brought in by the teams everything varying from cancelling the league one season altogether to points per game to uh, one club described themselves as sitting on the fence um, I'm assuming that's because you know um, promotion and relegation isn't going to harm them any any uh, either way um, and I think the thing with that is you know like you said there's all these permutations and there's all these meetings going on and probably by the time you'll listen to this you'll probably know the outcome of League One um, but the issue is I think with some of these other countries I know definitely France have had clauses in place to you know as in when this was happening so if there was a war or a pandemic or something they knew exactly what they were doing straight away and there was no um, if what every club had signed up for being part of the league so they knew what was going on uh, whereas in, the, in, in England it seems like that wasn't the case they're making up rules as they go along um, is that for Frustrating for you, it's really frustrating, and especially when you look at some other countries. Um, I know that it was maybe a bit of a when France and Belgium decided their leagues over. Maybe we thought, yeah, we can do better than that. We can carry on with football. But actually, now we, I think we're looking at them quite jealously, thinking they sorted this out quite early. Dan, I'm interested to think uh, your opinion on how other sports might cope with this, and um, compared to football. Now, I know in, you know quite a lot about cricket. In cricket, when it rains. Um, they can't play and so there's all these complicated calculations that they do which I think they feel re retain the integrity of the sport is there a way of achieving that in football or do you have to play the games for, to uphold the integrity of the competition definitely have to play the games I think I mean I think cricket is a little bit um easier logistically because the, the biggest form of the game is international cricket and you often play the same team across a series so they're looking at playing um, you know three four consecutive games against different touring sides and keeping it all in like they're calling it a biosphere so all the staff players no one leaves this area as a hotel at the ground um, so it's a little bit more achievable in those sports I think in football when you know you've got 10 rounds of games and trying to cram them into six weeks 
so many players and staff involved it's a lot more difficult logistically um as a side note obviously the scottish season is finished um already but i mean to be honest that season kind of finished in november didn't it so, i think that 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 really sort of finishes the moment it kicks off um <laughs> once celtic score the first goal of the season yeah, yeah. celtic go one nil up and then that's about it for the season <laughs> but it's an amazing i mean they, they they have now nine titles in a row which matched rangers record from the 80s i think so next season presuming it all goes back to normal Celtic are going for 10 titles in a row which I don't think has ever been done before in the Scottish League so regardless of the fact that it's really not much of a competition that's still an amazing achievement it is not, just, not just in the Scottish League but maybe there's not many sort of top leagues in, in the world where a no. club's done 10 in a row as well um, and thinking about football resuming behind closed doors um, there are some victims which maybe aren't that well thought about um, a, a small group of football fans who have not missed a game that their team has played in 30 years 40 years home away there's a friend of yours at Bristol City in exactly this situation um, what what do we think about those people that that they haven't that their run is being ended yeah my, my my really good friend jerry tottenham he's not missing an away game for bristol city in 34 years bolton away <laughs> 1986 was the last time missing an away game which 86. is which is all competitions it's just a staggering staggering um achievement but you know people like him i think you know i think every club has probably not got that many probably every club's got four or five people who haven't missed a game in over 20 years can you not just give him a lanyard or something you know just <laughs> get him get make him make him a steward or something surely you well can. i read that it apparently they, they've decided that it takes 256 people to run a premier league football match so surely four or five of them can just dress as a steward or exactly. media yeah they can, they can do in. a job somewhere definitely 